When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. As of right now, we are at war. How desperate you call on such lost creatures to defend you. How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very desperate. You might not be glad that you did. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they can become something more. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast about Marvel Crisis Protocol and the Marvel Universe. My name is Jesse Aiken. I joined, as always, with Chris Bruffett. How are you doing today, Chris? Jesse, I'm doing awesome, man. I am just riding the high Mm. off of some games that uh, we got in a few days ago. Uh, I got to play a new-to-me affiliation, though not new to the community. Got to play one of my favorite characters uh, in Marvel period uh, and he was awesome so i played guardians of the galaxy at a little round robin that we did here in tulsa that's right beta ray bill was <laughs> just in the keystone of, of star every of the show game. star of the show incredible star in his role it was awesome he was throwing people he was dishing damage staying alive he was getting to where i needed him to be every time and you know jesse that large base that he is on or it's a medium sized base, but that larger than normal base, you know, coming off the spider foes, I'm very, very well accustomed to how Mm. that base moves around the field. And I, I found that uh, using bill felt like um, putting on a well worn, you know, pair of tennis shoes. Mm, Very good. It was awesome, man. I really enjoyed him. Even got some good use out of scuttlebutt on me in my game three. Ah, very good. Well, yeah, you and I played a game. I mean, round robins truly are the greatest because it's as clean as you can get for a tournament where it's just like everyone played everyone. There's no issues with like SOS or buys or anything. It's just like, it's very clear. Everyone played everyone. And, you know, like where where everything lies at the end of the day is is, as clear cut as you can be. And I have also been trying 
new teams, mm-hmm. new things. As the listeners that maybe are part of our Patreon know, um, because I've been talking about on After Dark some, and I did in those episodes recently with Charles. But you know, I know that this year is going to have a lot of me in the future tense, practicing, refining, slamming games with my primary teams. That being, sure, you know, X Men Shield and Convocation, and this is an active respite period it's been great it's and it's double featured chris because i'm taking a break from playing my primary teams and you know just enjoying the game and it being less serious like practicing a a, like a maybe a roster coming for a big event or something but at the same time i'm also playing teams that i've never played which are clearly holes in my armor and things i need to learn about the game things i want to learn for you listeners at home too to provide better content here so it's like it's all like all encompassing where it's like taking a break from my primary teams but then at the same time i'm just learning stuff constantly because i'm playing cabal the first time ever i'm playing hydra the first time ever i'm playing mystique brotherhood the first time ever and sometimes all three of those are in one roster and you know i have options to just learn all of them simultaneous try to figure it out that's a lot of options to think through every game i do not envy you there but of <laughs> course zero. yeah of course you are a master at that kind of thing Turn zero, turn one, just awesome. So that it's really playing to your strength. So good job there. But I got to point out one thing. Okay. Those are all bad guy teams. <laughs> yeah, they What's are. What's up? Are you, are you, uh, are you, are you leaving the, the Jedi order here? Jesse? No, are you not, not at all. I'm still okay. the Jesse. Hopefully you all know and love good guys, lawfulness, you know, morality, all these things are still here, but it's in order to fill the holes in my armor. I clearly need to go to the things I know and I've played the least and characters I like the least in Marvel too. Let's be, let's be frank. Some of these pure villains, it's been fun. It's been really fun to play though, Chris. I mean, not to discredit these teams I'm playing because certainly there's a lot of nuance to playing them correctly. And the mystique brotherhood comes to mind as a team. Really? You've got to play at a certain level. That's just necessarily different and unintuitive sometimes, but very strong if you play at that level. But I talked about this on after dark too, but playing these attrition bad guy teams recently, has been a really nice mental break for me and has reduced the mental load of my normal teams because, you know, weirdly, my three primary mental teams have a very high mental load, which is X-Men, Gold, Standard, Wide Shield, and Convocation. And all those have just a crazy mental tax of all the possibilities you could do every turn and which direction and which path you go down. And did you go down the right path? And that led down other paths and stuff. And you're, you're, you've got a real affinity for string theory lists, don't you? (laughs) I do. And I also like lists that reward, you know, high level play and thinking and practice. And those teams certainly do that. But taking a break from that has been nice. And it's just been nice to say, oh, I charged with Baron Zemo. You know, and it's like, I'm not really played a ton of Zemo as uh, Chris has played more Zemo than me. And it's like things like that, where it's just like, oh man, it's just so intuitive. I know what to do, you know, with these attrition characters at the given times. And, you know, a big thing about attrition too, Chris is it's not all gas. You know, there's a lot of times where you just like double move someone to a point, you know, that clearly could be double attacking. So there's a lot of nuance to it too, but it has been a nice mental break and, uh, playing a little bit simpler characters and simpler teams that are more straightforward. I say more, more straightforward. It's like, you know, Mystique gives you that first class all game. Malekith, when you kill stuff, you get the Malekith Sam trigger. And then, of course, Red Skull Hydra, which is what I've been leaning on. But I also have Strucker Hydra, which is definitely more complex. Red Skull Hydra is like, are you playing the game well? Are you playing the game? Okay, then you get more power in the power phase. 
So it's all just very like it's a cleaner, straight, more straightforward game than like what's the perfect storm hop? What's the perfect ironbound books? What's the perfect, you know, eye in the sky play and all this stuff. So that's been a nice change of pace for me. And uh, don't worry, I'm not going to the dark side, but uh, I am learning about my enemies, you know, (laughs) these villains that come against my hero teams and how to to play them and uh, hopefully how to play against them better, you know? It's been no secret to anyone that's listened to the podcast for some time now that I just really do love playing Master Red Skull. And I feel like I've gotten to a point where I just always know what to do with Master Red Skull and whatever list he's in. And that definitely took some time and some practice. And it's fun playing him in bad guy teams and not good guy teams. (laughs) So that feels more thematic and right. But we're not talking about bad guys today, Chris. We're not even talking. We're not talking about Guardians today, even though recently we got off of our Inhumans path and we were kind of talking non- earth dwelling people but today we're getting back to some classics we're getting back to some of the classic original good guys of mcp we're going to be talking avengers for the next couple primary episodes of the show and chris what do you know there's been a lot of avengers that come out since we covered avengers most importantly and most notable avenger that's come out since we've last covered the Avengers, is Sam Wilson, Captain America, the second leadership of the Avengers in the game. Rounding out all three of our leaders for the Avengers, we will be caught up on Avengers leaders after this because we did do Hulkbuster. And I'm excited to talk about Sam Wilson today. Fury's Finest is supported by Mr-Laser.Square.Site and DiscountGamesInc.com. Please check out either and both for all your non-local gaming store Marvel Crisis Protocol needs. Our patrons support Fury's Finest at Patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. If you enjoy the show and would like to support us and join our Discord community, check out the Patreon and check out the tiers and find the one that's right for you. We take this time to thank all of our patrons for their support. Of course, you can join the Discord as low as $1 a month for the entire year. It's a insane value because we've got a great community there. And I think the community itself, the value it brings separate from the podcast entirely is worth the Patreon. But there's other tiers that are a little bit higher than that $1 that give you more benefits like things like the After Dark feed where we post a bunch of additional episodes that are all sorts of content, kind of what we're doing behind the scenes, what kind of lists we're running, stuff like that. But Chris, we have a patron of the week to thank this week. We do. We want to send a very, very special shout out to our patron of the week, and that is Brian. Brian, thank you so much for joining the Patreon. You really help keep things going, and we appreciate you. Well, Chris, it's a big day. (laughs) I say this every time we get a new Avenger producer, but I mean... This is a big deal, right? Every time we get a new Avenger producer, we want to make sure that it's this person's given their due. And of course, you will hear this person's name every episode here onward, as long as they're Avenger producer. But Chris, it turns out one day I was checking our Patreon and our Discord and somebody big rolled up and they rolled up just from no patronage at all to a full on producer. It was a very fun day. Very lively day. <laughs> it was lively. The discord got lively. Well, it was already lively anyway. I mean, yeah, honestly. It's, it's, it, that's just how it is, which is great. But of course, I'd be remiss if we didn't mention who this wonderful person was. It is Charles. That's Omnis from Omnis Protocol. Charles is now a Avenger of the podcast. And wow. Thank you, Charles. Thanks, man. It really does mean a lot, dude. But of course, Jesse, we have our other Avenger level producers that we've got to thank. And this this thank is no less heartfelt and no less serious than the ones that went out, just went out to Brian and Charles. 
Got to send out our thank yous to Rusty, Dylan, Rich, Jason, Puyon, and now Charles. That's right. Thank you so much, Avenger producers. Yeah, we could not do the show without you guys. We say it every every episode, but we really do mean it. You guys keep us going. Every patron keeps us going, and the Avengers pull a lot of weight for the entire community keep us everything going with the show so big deal thank you so much charles like it really does mean a lot you know it's just funny because we just had i just had the recording episodes with charles and then you know this is all together but uh charles is a dear friend and it means a lot when uh our close friends like this decide to support chris and i you know shout out to puyan we talked about this recently you guys mean a lot to us so thank you for all you do and uh, we'll keep doing what we do that's right. All right, Chris, let's get over to Sam Wilson, Captain America, lore. That's right, Jesse. This week, we are talking about none other than Sam Wilson, Captain America. Of course, everyone's familiar with him as Sam Wilson, the Falcon. But today, we're going to mostly focus on his run as Captain America. And like we do every week, we're going to ask the question, who is this character? Jesse, Sam Wilson is an interesting and complex character. His story outside of comics, as far as just the decisions behind the character and the whys uh, and things like that, is almost as exciting, maybe more exciting than his role in comics. But I I don't think we're going to focus on that entirely today. I want to keep you guys focused more on the in-universe kind of stuff He does represent a lot of different things, uh, but most notably with his run as the fourth person to wear the Captain America mantle, if I'm correct here. Uh, And if I'm incorrect, I'm sure I'll hear about it. Uh, But he is the first that is from a minority group. So Mm. he is the he does represent this kind of all new, all different push for diversity. He is a little different in that he's not a new character. They kind of promoted an old character into the mantle of Captain America. You know, well, it's much like they did with Bucky, right? Yes, which in some ways is like I think cooler. Like I think say I think Sam and Bucky being Cap, I, I just think it's very cool. Because I mean, we're gonna get into it today in Laura, Chris, but I think very fitting guys to take up the mantle, of course. Oh, absolutely. For numerous reasons. <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan of. I mean. Let me put this correctly. These characters have been around, especially characters like we're talking about right now. Captain America, Superman, things like that have been around for forever. Yeah. And how are you going to keep them new and fresh? It's it's yeah. okay. It's okay for Captain America to not always be Steve Rogers, for it to be more of an idea, more of a mantle that kind of gets passed on through time in comics to kind of keep stories fresh and keep things a little more relevant rather than you know, this character that's going to be in being written in Marvel comics for, you know, not too long from now, it's going to be a hundred years. So I'm cool with things. I'm cool with things moving a little bit. It's a big deal. And I think Chris, like this is our, correct me if I'm wrong, but on our show, I believe this is the first time we have done a character that is a well-established character in Marvel that takes up the mantle of another character and I don't know, I find it very super cool, but obviously new ground for us on the show because Sam is the Falcon, but then he takes up the mantle of Captain America. Like you said, we're going to touch on Falcon briefly today, of course, because it's part of the character, but this is very unique for even for us on the show. It's it's just a unique circumstance in general, which I find very cool altogether. Right. And 
we've got this, we've had this on the show with like Bucky where he's been other, you know, he's had the mantle of Captain America. And even with Steve, he was nomad for a while. Uh, I right. think we talked about that. But Bucky, like in the game. Exactly. It's so just with the, Winter the Soldier, difference yeah. here is, yeah, we don't have Sam Falcon, Sam Wilson. Not yet. Yeah. We've got Captain America, Sam Wilson. And that is, I mean, it might be the time that he was most famous and most pop culturally known, but it's definitely not, you know, as far as how long the character's been around, it's, it's not, not what he's massive. done most of. Yeah, as Falcon's repertoire, yeah. yeah massive it's, thing. It's pretty, pretty interesting stuff. But Jesse, let's talk about Sam Wilson's superpowers just a little bit. And it's not going to take us long because there's not many. We'll get to it in lore here in just a second. For the most part, his only true superpower is kind of this bond with Red Wing and greatest superpower ever. <laughs> the friends we made along the way. I'm the animal lover, Jesse, here, but I mean, this is the superpower I've always wanted my entire life, you know? Well, I, I want to talk to animals, of course, but I don't know about birds. Birds seem like jerks. <laughs> yeah, I'm anti-bird. I I'll just decided. I guess Chris is anti-bird. Wow, we're gonna get us. I'm gonna get us canceled somehow. I love the rap, the raptor family, especially. I knew you were a Toronto fan. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So I mean, okay, and he comes about this through, uh, interestingly enough, the Cosmic Cube and Red Skull kind of messing with him in his origin story. But it's kind of this more broad telepathic connection to uh, birds. You know, it's 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 interesting. It's kind of a, an Aquaman type thing without being as used or as useful. But in particular, he and Red Wing are bros. Dude. Yeah, that's yeah. the widespread part. But yeah. then him and Red Wing actually have a, a different understanding that's even deeper than the Aquaman level communication. He considers Red Wing one of his best friends. Yeah, for sure. Steve Rogers and Red Wing are his two best friends. And of course, you know. You might be familiar with Red Wing from the MCU, which is a, a robot, a drone. <laughs> this is a real live Falcon. And yeah. The- Red Wing is a real, like, red-tailed Falcon, classic raptor bird. And yeah, I mean, Sam's buddy, right? Absolutely. And he helps Sam quite a bit in combat. Speaking of combat, Sam Wilson is a very highly skilled hand-to-hand combatant. He's proficient in judo. He's proficient in karate. Trained by Steve Rogers in both tracks. For a baseline human, he is, you know, we talk about it all the time. Black Widow level. Yeah. Bingo. Olympic level athlete. You know, he's LeBron James out there. Can't stop him. Only hope to contain him. Except for the fact that he's not super powered. So, but he is, I mean, he'd beat you or I up pretty easily. For sure. Uh, he also has these those wonderful vibranium wings they, they're also uh light based wings at some points uh just depends on what era of falcon we're kind of talking here but uh, usually they are designed by t'challa himself given to sam as a gift as they are kind of buddies from the early early days of course t'challa being one of the first prominent black characters in marvel but sam yeah. wilson actually the first prominent african-american character in mm. Marvel Comics. Also, Chris, I mean, you mentioned it while we're here. I mean, not a superpower, but part of his superpower is very similar to Tony Stark. Just for the listener who might not know, we should talk about his suit. And you just talked about his wings, but I mean, suit, wings, ability for flight. Absolutely. His suit is also a kind of, you know, 
standard level level superhero stuff. The suit okay. is top of the line, MacGuffin weave, you know, whatever, whatever vibranium mesh, whatever it needs to be. But it is it is going to aid him. Uh, and he's going to have some gadgets, you know, Batman-esque gadgets mm-hmm. going on here. But like I said, at the end of the day, he is just a man. He is really good with that throwing that shield, though, that vibranium Captain America shield. He's extremely good at that. While flying in the suit. Yeah, man. That's pretty impressive. That's very impressive while in motion with your flight. But uh, when you got Red Wing helping you mark your targets. Yeah, man. You can triangulate good. using uh, using the eyes of all those those birds are watching you fight yep pretty pretty <laughs> it's weird i <laughs> i love I, it dude i think it's got to get explored by somebody like in a weird look to a weird level right mm. at some point anyway we have a couple of different first appearances in comics this week for you as falcon sam wilson is going to first appear in captain america number 117 in september of 1969 and then of course his first appearance as Captain America will be in Captain America Volume 7, Number 25, published December 2014. So this is a little bit uh, more modern than we usually get here on the show, Jesse. Pretty interesting. Yeah, last decade. And, you know, this occasionally happens with us. I mean, we did Miss Marvel recently, which was great, but more uncommon because we're typically covering characters that have 50-year history, you know, sometimes. It's true. All right. It's time to dive into the Lord Jesse. Sam Wilson is born in Harlem to two wonderful parents, to active in the community parents. Sadly, they will both be taken from him, not at the same time, a few years apart through uh, you know criminal activity as is a, as a running theme through kind of superhero origin stories. This is going to lead him. He's also going to have some experiences with racism through his teens and he's going to find himself to be a pretty uh, jaded young man with all mm. of this. But he's going to come out of that. He's going to be inspired by his parents. He's going to grow up and become a social worker and kind of become that strive to be that community leader that his parents were uh, during his early, early childhood. He is going to find himself on a deserted island. And on this deserted island, he's going to... He's going to be held captive by a group known as the Exiles. And the Exiles at this moment are kind of in league with the Red Skull. And on this island, the native inhabitants have been enslaved uh, for this, this the Exiles' nefarious purposes, as well as Steve Rogers. Kind of out of in, I think he's in Red Skull's body or a fake body at this point, something, something wild and he and sam wilson are going to kind of link up on this island they're going to lead this kind of revolt and and free the island and what do you know the falcon is born and it is on this island that red skull will use the cosmic cube to kind of mess with sam rewrite sam and this has been toyed with a couple different times through his what 50 year history now yeah he has but what, what we're kind of settled on now is that this is where he gets his powers to talk to birds telepathically. This is where he also gets this set of memories placed there by the Red Skull of this alternate version of himself called Snap Wilson, who, was, who would become a mobster 
after the unfortunate death of his parents and his jaded childhood. For a while, this was the accepted backstory, uh, but we have the beginning to the run-up of Sam Wilson becoming Captain America. Uh, Rick Remender, one of my favorite comic book writers, would retcon this and kind of turn it into what what we see today, where it is these kind of implanted memories where Red Skull is going to kind of be messing with Sam Wilson and try to turn him to to you know be an agent of the red skull or an agent of hydra uh, later on which you know as we will see and as we have seen he will successfully do with steve rogers mm-hmm. so falcon will become a a member of the captain america kind of cast he will become part of that the captain america family uh, a yep. sidekick for a long time, uh, he will get his own comic solo series a couple of times throughout the years. Neither really do well. I, nothing making it past issue eight, really. Uh, as the Falcon, anyway. Uh, he does, of course, do much better in sales as Captain America. So in the lead up to becoming Captain America, Steve Rogers is going to become lose the super soldier serum. It's kind of kind of get sucked out of him by a supervillain, and he is going to rapidly age and become his, you know, his actual age. His body will actually reflect the age he is, which is you know, you know, a, a man in his nineties. You know, still physically fit and things, but he is not at peak physical condition any longer. And it doesn't take long for Steve to realize that he's no longer going to be able to be. Captain America be that symbol. So he passes the shield on to the best man he knows. And that, of course, is Sam Wilson, his longtime friend, colleague, sidekick. Sam doesn't necessarily embrace everything immediately, but of course will eventually become Captain America. And it's really, I think this this Captain America run with Sam, it, it starts with Rick Remender and will be continued post secret empire uh, by nick spencer and it is really just a a very fun time it touches on a lot of heavy stuff it is fairly political as of course any story revolving a sam around sam wilson in the modern day i think is going to be just given what he represents as far as marvel's first african-american lead african-american character kind of first uh, superhero of color from america and just the the story natures that he's been kind of involved in. I think we were going to get that no matter what. And of course, that's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. But I don't think that applies too much to our listenership, Jesse. It is a pretty fun run. And it's going to have a lot of callbacks to the old school Captain America runs, including one of my favorites. And that is Werewolf Cap. Sam Wilson will become a werewolf, which is awesome. He's also going to get his own, you know, kind of core, his own group around him, supporting cast that is going mm. to involve, that is going to include Misty Knight, which is going to be her kind of return to prominence for the first time since the 80s, I do believe, uh, will be in this in this run, and she's used really well. Sam will acquire his own sidekick named the Falcon, a young man named Joaquin Torres, who, is, unlike Sam, is... His DNA is merged with that of a falcon. He is a human falcon chimera. Whoa. Pretty interesting. And a lot of the 
nature of the storytelling in this run too is going to be Sam struggling with public life. Of course, being not super powered, he's more of a street level hero as Captain America. Okay. His his level doesn't hmm, the zoom on his focus doesn't go out when he gets the shield. He still stays street level and that kind of but with this increased notoriety he's going to get some more powerful enemies he's going to start seeing himself targeted by you know corporations and dark money which will be swaying the public against him which will lead to a lot of interesting questions and of course throughout this we will have the evil hydra captain america posing Mm -hmm. as a friend kind of pulling the strings and setting up sam to fail which will lead to Sam rejecting the shield, which will lead into Secret Empire. So a, a few more characters that are gonna kind of that are gonna kind of show up here, and we're gonna get he's gonna deal with Flag Smasher. He's gonna deal with one of my favorite villains that we need in MCP, the Armadillo. <laughs> I mean, not an actual favorite villain, but you know, just he's a fun D-list chimer- character. Demon hey, D-Man is back, Demolition Man is back. Of course, the character you've never heard of uh, that that is uh, was originally introduced as a Wolverine ripoff just to try to get sales based on the fact that he looks like Wolverine. <laughs> Remender kind of brought him back, uh, repurposed him as a member of Sam Wilson's supporting cast, which was pretty fun, pretty cool. Uh, it's, it's between Remender and Nick Spencer. It's going to maintain a decent sense of humor throughout some pretty serious topics. Hmm. Really, really good run on Captain America. Nick Spencer's whole run, honestly, is uh, really fun. I don't necessarily think he nailed everything perfectly, but it is very fun and very good. And and Jesse, I don't want to get into too much specifics because honestly, guys, it's not that hard to... This is not many issues. He was not mm. Captain America for two terribly long. So I would encourage you to just go out there and read it. Yeah, and another thing you've been talking about lately, Chris, a lot on our show, because some of this has come up, we don't want to delve too much into Secret Wars followed by Sacred Empire and all that, where it's like, no. there's a lot of recent content that if you, we want you to read it, I want to read it too, like stuff that I'm missing from it. And Sam spends a lot of time during that Secret Empire kind of gap of time, which clearly Chris is not covering today, because it's like, there's some cool stuff there. And, you know, Altai is written with Sam Wilson a lot because... You know, the Avengers during that time period and Sam being a prominent piece, all facets of the story, you know. Well, and yeah, and he's going to become a leader in this time as naturally Captain America should. He's going to have some romances. Uh, he's going to feature prominently in the the Jane Foster Thor, the mighty Thor. Right. You know, and it, just a lot of good stuff. But Jesse, I think we need to talk about him a little <laughs> bit in the MCU. Yeah, and we say a little bit. Sam is getting much bigger in the MCU day by day, which is very exciting. So yeah, it's it's it hasn't peaked yet. I think we're still going. Yeah, I think and he's got a lot more to do before he bows out of the of his MCU contracts. So Sam Wilson, Captain America, or Sam Wilson the Falcon, obviously both characters are played by the wonderful and enigmatic Anthony Mackie. Um, I love this man so much. This guy is man. Did they get a perfect fit for Falcon and later? you know, setting him up to be Captain America. It's like that much future proofing. And, you know, Anthony Mackie is a 
perfect fit. And he starts very early in Captain America 2, the Winter Soldier. And then, of course, he's in Age of Ultron, Avengers Age of Ultron. He's an Ant-Man. He's in Captain America Civil War. He's in Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame. He's mentioned in Spider-Man Far From Home and Black Widow. And of course, he has now done the Falcon and Winter Soldier show, which, which of course, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan both star in that involves Sam and Bucky. And now, you know, they are finishing, Chris, um, in post-production and stuff like that. Captain America, New World Order. That's going to be the next Captain America movie that, of course, stars sam wilson which is a very cool thing and you know he's made little pictures and appearances and and mentions and things like wandavision loki miss marvel she hulk and you know so anthony is all over the place right now which is amazing yes. and it's only gonna get bigger as chris said because we're gonna start with this captain america new world or new world order and then we're gonna have like all this all new all different stuff with sam leading the avengers and of course the kang dynasty stuff which of course sam will be a prominent piece in that too because they're gonna have him being in some sort of a leadership role during the avengers and uh i'm excited for all of it i'm excited for all of it it should be fun and you know i do have a quick question what is your favorite falcon role what 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 movie or show did you, do you think they nailed his role the best? Ooh, out of the MCU. Yep, out of the MCU. We might go tried and true here, but it, it might be his first appearance. It might be the Winter Soldier when he's Falcon and that relationship and that friendship with Cap. You know where they mm-hmm. just show it. That's literally where their phrase "on your left" comes from. Yep. Which of course is a massive moment in Endgame when when Sam says on your left to Cap, yep. and so it's like it might be that I did like seeing him pick up the mantle on Falcon Winter Soldier, even though the show did not work for me as a whole. And I've talked about this on this very feed many times. I thought he was a great Cap in the show, even though it was very short lived and a very much a tease for the future. Because I mean, he basically just no spoilers here, but I mean, he's not Cap till the end. They talk about that in the pilot onward, but that's that's the sticking point of the show. But um, I think anything with him and Cap or him and Bucky being center stage is prominent for me. So, you know, even stuff like Civil War, Sam actually gets a lot more screen time. And in particular, in Civil War, they pair him with Bucky a lot. And him and Bucky are kind of like a, a duo doing stuff, obviously setting up Falcon Winter Soldier for the future. But that stuff is premium. Civil War is my pick for favorite Falcon okay. movie. with falcon we're kind of rounding it out here yeah yeah i just i I love that dynamic between the two kind of future (laughs) captain americas i i really love that yeah yeah yeah. the two guys worthy of picking up the mantle but they're both worthy in completely different ways completely different ways yeah they balance each other out in different ways too yeah oh they absolutely do but civil war obviously civil war is a high moment for me chris because i'm a peter parker fanboy but it's like that's Tom Holland's first appearance in the MCU is Spider-Man and Tom Holland fights Bucky and Sam mm-hmm. pretty easily. He doesn't even know what he's doing and he's easily beating, beating the two of them. And they're, they're, they're actually grumbling with each other. Like we can't beat this kid. And Bucky has no excuse, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I mean, just a great scene where it's like, it, it is peak MCU humor where sometimes the MCU goes way too far in humor, but it's like using Peter Parker in that way. That is peak MCU humor where it's like Bucky, punches young tom holland peter parker and he just catches his fist he's like wait you have a metal arm that is so cool and he's like but his spider his spider strength he like easily yep. throws bucky away he web lines sam against the wall and then they're like and bucky's like we couldn't beat this kid and sam's like i hate you 
Like they're just like, we didn't even work as a team, but it's really good. Just setting up more of their relationship. And like you said, these guys that are clearly going to take up the mantle in the MCU at different times, probably in the future. I love it. And you know, they're on the same train, man. I mean, now Disney has some, um, some Marvel themed stuff at their parks and, and yeah. cruises and stuff. And, and Anthony Mackie is even playing Sam on those rides, on those rolls, on those cruises footage for that. So it's like, they're all in on Sam right now. And I, yeah. I it's really cool. And I think, uh, what a cool story, you know, Anthony Mackie coming all the way from a movie like eight mile in 2002, all the way now to MCU. He's, he's, he's come a long way and, uh, pretty wild. Been in some great movies. I mean, if you look up his list of movies, everything he's been in has been great, but it's like to get here is a cool story. And, um, yeah, man, after my own heart, he, he was also born in Louisiana. Like I am, he's a new Orleans boy. And, uh, you know, they incorporated that in his character in the show, which I thought was very cool in the uh, Falcon Winter Soldier show where his entire family is a small town by New Orleans. They just made it a facet of the modern Sam character rather than Harlem. They just were like, let's go yeah. more Anthony's culture. And uh, yeah, it's it's cool. I don't love that there's no Red Wing in the MCU, but I get it. It's the MCU. They, sure. they wouldn't do Red Wing, but maybe they will in the future. Maybe Sam will have a bird, pet, a pet bird in the future, but very extensive. <laughs> <laughs> Sam character list and of course this movie list and of course this will grow in the future Chris so can't wait but that's it for our MCU discussion Chris and closing our lore like we always do we need some Sam Wilson comic book recommendations well I've got some good ones the first one being all new Captain America by Rick Remender it's going to be an easy six issue read for you uh, and then it's going to start building into the Avengers kind of standoff stuff which will lead into Secret Empire but you don't have to read all that just read just read all new Captain America it's really really wonderful and then of course just go ahead and read Captain America by Nick Spencer volume one I think it's one of the premier not everyone's going to agree with me on this one I think it's one of the better mm. Captain America runs of all time so and it's happened more recently. So I, I think that's very good. The last time I got to talk about Captain America, it was all about Ed Brubaker, you know, and uh, it's true. We, we have been given more gifts. The Ed Brubaker runs are still absolutely fantastic and you should read them if you have the time Nuts. and energy yeah. and desire. But yeah, uh, this is for those of you looking for something else or more or different. Here it is. Great recommendations, Chris. And of course, you know, I don't think we've said this some time, but now, shout out to Felix. Uh, him and I have been keeping that comic book recommendation document of Chris's active. It's in the Discord. It's in the Discord community. Everything is there. Every character we've ever done. So this Sam stuff will go right on that list shortly after this is out. If you just want to burn through the list and read all these cool things, you know, that's the place to find everything. And I, I'm trying to do it, Chris. And, you know, someone who was never a massive Captain America fan myself, like reading that Brewbreaker stuff, like changed me. You yeah, know? it really does change your perception of the character. It really does give you more of that insight to that nomad style side mm. of Steve Rogers. You know, that eight when he ditched the the Captain America mantle and struck out as nomad without the backing of the US government or, or anything like that. And of course that's when we get John Walker, we get US agent, whom mm. is gonna show up in this Nick Spencer run. I'm telling you, man. It's just, okay. it's all it's good tough. stuff. Like this is all good stuff. This is the reason, these are the reasons we read comics. You know, there are not everything can live up to this, but this kind of long form storytelling that these, uh, these creative teams have brought over the years with this character and how they all kind of culminate in this whole Captain America mythos. This is why we read 
comics. And uh, I just think it's very cool. Awesome. All right. Well, that's Sam Wilson, Captain America lore. And it's time to move on to Captain America, Sam Wilson in strategy. Starting out very simply, his name is Captain America and his alter ego is Sam Wilson. Maybe in the future, you and I'll be doing this again with a Falcon Sam Wilson. I honestly hope so. I'm sure we will. But let's start off with the fact that he is a three threat character. He's on a small base. He has a stamina of five on his front side and a stamina of five on his backside. Very baseline three threat character. He's a small base with a long move and a size of two. His differences are three physical, three energy, three mystic. What are your thoughts? Just right out the gate, Chris. He's a little fragile, mm-hmm. but I love a long mover. Yep. Absolutely. Tale as old as time. Chris is going to say it every time as mm-hmm. he should. And we love long movers on the show. And once again, I'll just cut through any sort of pretense or bearing the lead. He's a long mover with flight. So it's like not only is a long mover, which we absolutely adore. I mean, Mystique is just out of control right now in this game, but he's a long mover with flight, which actually makes a big difference in a lot of ways. And we'll see that momentarily with his kit, but he's very mobile, but his defenses are very average. His health is very average. He is fragile. He is. He's very susceptible to being dove by yes. uh, some damage characters or picked off at range by some by some mages, perhaps. But uh, which is kind of a bummer because you can <laughs> potentially lose an extremely good affiliation leadership. Very much so. But Chris, we're going to read his two attacks real quick because he only has two, and then we'll get into all these cool superpowers. His first attack is a physical attack called Shield Throw. It's going to look very similar to some things we talked about in the show before. It's a range four, strength of four, zero power cost attack. After the attack is resolved, Sam Wilson gains one power. Yes, it's a gainer, which means I love it. Yeah. Stack ignores line of sight, and the defending character does not benefit from cover. So keep in mind, this is one of those few instances in the game where even you have things that give you cover, like special cards or something like Rocket, where this character always oh, benefits from cover. Rocket. This gets around things like that. So four dice, not very much, but that is a very powerful effect. No line of sight, no cover. And there's more clauses. If this attack deals damage and the target character is size two or less, after the attack is resolved, the target character may be pushed away from Sam Wilson. Short, you will also trigger a ricochet on a wild, exactly the same as Steve's shield throw. After the attack is resolved fully, Sam Wilson may make an additional shield throw attack. This attack must target another character within three of the original target character and any distance from this character. The additional attack does not have the ricochet special rule, so you will never trigger ricochet over and over again. It's just one time. But that makes the the range on this shockingly far and scary. Yeah. Also, Chris, I will mention while we're here, the wild is so powerful because even if you don't do good on the first attack damage-wise, even if you don't do good on the second attack damage-wise, you did the gainer twice because of the ricochet. So the ricochet is a weird way to give you a free another gainer attack, which now gave you two power, which turned some things online. He does have some pretty decent ways to spend some power and let's talk about the first one it is his second attack it is a physical attack it is red wing assault range three with the strength of six power cost of four if this attack deals damage and the target character is size three or less after the attack is resolved the target character may be thrown away from sam wilson captain america short love a throw yeah I love that the size went up by one from the shield throw. Yes. But Jesse, that's not all. (laughs) After this attack is resolved, place this character within range two of its current position. So you get 
a push if you get damage through or you get a throw, which is potential damage on another character. Yes. But you also get a little bit of extra movement uh, for Sam uh, after the attack is done, which is never bad. You get a nice, pretty strong teleport on yourself. So uh, very cool. I mean, it's more mobility on top of a character has mobility. Also, keep in mind, listener, we say it every time, but it, it is helpful to know when you're learning MCP and playing MCP. Anytime you have a place that ignores, you know, terrain, wall crawler, flight, all that stuff. So it's just more mobility to get around stuff. And it's very cool. But yeah, you're going to do this less on him because it does cost four. But uh, I love it. Uh, Red Wing's coming in. A lot of stuff's happening uh, to the enemy. <laughs> it's the full on assault. All the gadgets are coming out. Red Wing's coming out and they are being hurt and they're being thrown away. And then Sam's getting a teleport out of it. So it is all very good stuff that you're willing to pay for for. But Sam has some superpowers that cost power that might take that. Because keep in mind, Chris, he does not have a builder at all. He only has a gainer. So that means the only way you're getting power is the power face, your gainers, and when you take damage. So it's like his spender is a little bit more based off of certain things happening in the game, you know, which is fine. Yeah, it doesn't feel like something you're looking to do. It's 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 more of a I've got a ton Once of power. A game, yeah, sort of late thing. game type stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm excited because I could talk about one of my favorite OG teams I ever played yeah. in MCP that I really deep dived into. And I'm going to talk about Sam Wilson's all new, all different affiliation Avengers leadership. So, of course, if you declare Sam Wilson as your leader, you would get this leadership. What's cool, Chris, is once again, we say this all the time, but like, say you played Steve and Sam and even Hulkbuster all on your roster. You, let's say you play them on your all on your team. You and your opponent reveal lists against each other. Mm-hmm. Then you would decide who your leader was. So it could be Steve. It could be Sam. It could be Hulkbuster, depending on what your opponent played on turn zero. So I found it very cool and very effective and very Avengers where it's like, okay, who's, True. who's giving who's us the what be- Who's the best person for this job? Exactly. And everyone else is still going to do their job, but it's like what leadership and sort of like leaders mindset and play style we're going to take for this game but all new all different reads like this when this character or another allied non-grunt character's days are killed by an enemy effect choose another non-dazed allied character after the effect is resolved the chosen character removes one damage removes one special condition and may advance short a character can be affected by this leadership ability only once per round so chris this is a leadership that has gone through some changes subtle over time but you know changes nonetheless it's a very good leadership. I mean, yes, I've played it a ton. All the listeners know this. So you've been listening to the show for some time. It's very strong. It's cool. They added the the grunt clause, right? Which makes perfect sense. Yes. It's a, very good. That happened like almost imme- immediately. Yeah. Also, no longer Bob can trigger this. Um, I know Chris knows I've triggered this with Bob in the past. Uh, yes, I do. So Bob can trigger this if you kill Bob, right? But if Bob kills himself with the rocket, you can't trigger mm. this anymore. So there's a subtle change. Obviously, Bob's still going to trigger a ton if you keep killing him over and over again, right? But he can no longer do it on his own command, like when he shoots a rocket and dazes himself, right? So let's talk about this leadership, though. It's such a cool, versatile leadership. It doesn't seem that crazy or dynamic when you read it, but it is very dynamic because when an enemy dazes or chaos one of your models, you get to do other stuff on the table during their turn. Out of activation and even out of your own turn, movement your own for turn. your own characters is pretty wild and extremely strong. 
Yeah, extremely strong. This was our first glimpses of what Shield was going to be. Yeah, Shield is basically this this playstyle in a nutshell, which obviously it makes a lot of sense why I like both now. But it's very like it's tough because it's a tough leadership to like. There's so many options for you as the Sam Avenger player, where it's like, do I just want to like heal up one of my tank characters a little bit and just kind of maybe remove a condition and just sit there? I don't even want to move them. I just want to heal them up a little bit. Or do I want to reposition an ally out of harm's way in the middle of my opponent's turn when they thought, oh, they killed Iron Man in front of them and now they're going to attack Hawkeye? Well, now Hawkeye's out of range. Mm-hmm. Things like that. You can even use this to like trigger certain abilities like Hawkeye's like quick shot and stuff like that, where it's like, oh, now I'm further range from you, so I can trigger my ability on this thing. So it's very nuanced. It's very hard to understand fully. You just got to play it on the table. The special condition part two is also very detrimental for your opponent because it's like, imagine imagine something as powerful as your opponent having a stagger on Hulk, right? And you as the Sam player, you are just completely fine double moving Black Widow into their back line. You know, and saying, <laughs> yeah. if you do you really want to daze or KO her? And if she daze or KO her, she doesn't score now. But guess what? I didn't really care what happened. I just wanted that stagger off Hulk, you know? And now Hulk is unstaggered and he's moved short. Exactly. Very scary. Yeah. So, you, yeah, you, we just gave in this instance. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and in that's many a, that's instances, a high win. really, there's, there's a lot of characters that can do a free, uh, you know, a, a short, a short, move. really well with a short move uh, into, you know, just double taps or whatever. I mean, ca- there are three threat characters that can do a lot with this affiliation so it's not just the big boys here but it this thing is really really useful just kind of down the line absolutely it's it's more nuanced more interesting more dynamic than you can ever imagine till you've played sam and a lot of it's just like your skill as a player paired with this leadership and like you start kind of seeing the matrix right where it's like absolutely oh it's late game they killed one of my characters, but I just moved Blackwood away short and on her turn, I'm going to double move her long into a corner and they will never get that extract. And that might just win me the game, you know, and it wouldn't have won me the game if Blackwood didn't get to move short, maybe. So it's like weird things like that. It's like, just get the mission done, which I find very cool about Sam. It's like Steve is the super powerful break the game always works every time, a hundred percent of the time, everything's no discounted. Bring, right. There's like one character that doesn't work very well with Steve, I think. Ant-Man doesn't yes, work yes, well with Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Ant-Man and War Machine don't play well with Steve, but they play yep. well with Sam. But it's also like, Steve is just like, the game is easier for you. Everything is just works better. Sam is like, Sam's leadership is just as strong as Steve, but it's like, the choices are in your hands. What are you going to do? You know, you've got to make a decision every time. Steve is just a blanket discount. And then if you have characters that do stuff on your opponent's turn, also blanket discount on those. Things like Venom. On You know, Venom can snack back on your opponent's turn with Steve's leadership at a discount, right? So it's like, Sam is just what choice are you making? And I find it very cool, very, very dynamic. Still one of my favorite leaderships in the game. Sam's still one of my favorite leaders to play. I haven't played him some time, but I will be returning to him very soon. And this leadership can give you a lot. And Chris, you did mention like just the power of, yes, the damage removal is strong. Yes, this condition removal is strong, but really it's all about the short move. It really is. That's the primary part. You get so many more options on positioning, uh, you have a much easier time than someone who's playing fair MCP. Uh, mm. 
overloading those secures and making sure to get those points, especially because the Sam leadership begs to go wide, right? You want to play a lot of characters and you want to play characters. You don't mind if they get dazed or KO'd because it just means someone else is moving. So just kind of, I mean, we we called it the Sam swarm early on and we we still do. And yeah, it's, it's very strong. It's very good. And it's a completely different way to play the game from, you know, yeah, ways that maybe uh, a brand new to wargaming player uh, would would kind of be inclined to do. It kind of forces you to mm. think differently about the game. And I think that's good. No, absolutely. And the game's changed too, where it's like Sam's leadership is just so solid that like now it's even less paramount going swarm with him, right? Going wide. Yes, that's true. It's just like, oh, the example I just gave where it's like Sam with Hulk, it's like Hulk getting an out of activation short move or a heal or moving a stagger could just win you a game, right? Less triggers in that game because you brought Hulk instead of two, three threats, right? So like there's there's a balance of the wide Sam team, you're going to get more triggers of the leadership, but you're going to be less effective overall because you're just wide weak characters and then now there's the other sam that's like a taller sam that's like less triggers the leadership but you're giving those tall characters maximum efficiency with their actions things like that so it's all very good it's all very cool but possibilities are endless we'll talk a little bit more about sam in the affiliation discussion but chris we got to move on i'll read his first superpower here and we'll close out with the rest of superpowers his first superpower is a classic it's a active superpower called charge cost two power it's also going to cost you an action. So when you take the superpower, when you pay for the superpower, you will take an action. Action. Sam Wilson immediately makes a move action followed by an attack action. The superpower can only be used once per turn. This is one of your main lines of play with Sam is something along these lines. Move, charge, like charge, where you move, you throw a shield, maybe ricochet, you throw another shield, and then move again. Or something like that, where it's like he's very good at this flighty play, which I find very cool. Where it's like he's not—he's not really wanting to be heavy in the action because we've mentioned he's fragile. He wants to be mobile, throw shields, keep the leadership up, give his allies support. Um, we've got a couple of ways of support coming up, and yeah, I mean the classic—I love it. I think the classic Sam move is like move, move up pretty far with the charge, throw a shield, move back. Well, charge coupled with this long move is absolutely <laughs> just nasty. I mean, it's pretty excellent, right? Zemo, Zemo all over again. Absolutely. But we've got flight here. So we're going over those buildings. We're not worried about terrain. We're not worried about most opposing other characters. We are just flying exactly where we want to be with Sam. We're unleashing a shield throw. Hopefully we're getting that, that ricochet. Um, maybe we have an extract on us. Uh, and then, so, mm. so you pay two for that charge. You've gotten at least you've recouped at least one of those from your range four shield throw. Exactly. Right now, maybe you've recouped both. Maybe hopefully you've recouped both. That's the dream for every Double turn, gainer. right? For yes, but every turn you you throw that shield, you're hoping for the for the wild and getting that ricochet off. But even if you don't, you've recouped most of what you've spent for your charge and got you've got this long move with flight and an attack off recovered some of the power if not all the power and you still have one more action left the action economy here just it just all works together to be kind of awesome for a three threat character yeah absolutely i mean chris you nailed it this is the bread and butter of sam's kit like it sounds great when you read it you're like this is great but it's hard to visualize how effective this is on the table i mean it is so 
cool and thematic. Sam can like long move up with this charge action, throw a shield at someone, gain a power back, potentially ricochet, gain another power back. As Chris said, possibly push those characters and then he can long move again. And it just feels very thematic that he's just flying by tossing that shield. It's hitting two people. They're getting moved. Then he keeps flying. And it's very powerful because you can fly as your second action, just a move action to somewhere safer. You can get move laterally to the side of the map, or you can move back exactly where you just came from behind that building, right? You're completely safe. Might be the way to go if you have that extract like Chris talked about. But if you don't have an extract, you can use this as kind of a way to bully some secures because you can like fly over, push someone off a secure, maybe push a second person off a secure with the ricochet if you get lucky fly long over buildings to a side secure that no one was on right and and now you're scoring and you move to people and it's it's very cool and it's kind of why what we just said in the episode kind of why red wing assault is rarely used yeah because your biggest plays with sam are charge in this next superpower and it's like i was gonna say yeah. uh, maybe maybe use that charge to set up you run up, go. you know, you you go on to that objective. You push a couple uh, opposing characters off of that objective because you are throwing rocks today. That's right. Recover that power. And then what are you going to do, Jesse? You're going to use <laughs> the next superpower. It is a reactive superpower. It is airlift. It will cost you two power during Captain America, Sam Wilson's activation. When he begins a move action within range two of another allied character of size two or less, he may use this superpower. After this move action is resolved, place that allied character within two of its current position. The superpower can only be used once per turn. So, you know, it's not drop off or anything like that, but this is a free out of activation range two move on a three threat leader. It's cool. it's really cool. And not like I said, coupled with charge, coupled with that long movement. This is this is some really cool action economy manipulation that this character offers. Yeah, it's no lockjaw teleport. Right. It's more I subtle, mean, not as obvious, and and, and maybe a little little harder to pull off. But yeah, but if you're running man. if you're running a Sam Wilson Avengers style list, maybe the old school Sam Swarm. Yeah, yeah. You know. You've got tons of characters everywhere to land within two of. So, you know, just just a thought. I it just seems it seems to all work in concert in a really interesting and fun way. No, absolutely. And if you have any sort of turn one shenanigans or cards or leaderships that give you more power on Sam Wilson round one, you could potentially even do this round one to get a more powerful slow piece further up the board. And we will talk about that more in affiliations. But Chris, closing out his card, he has two more superpowers. One of them we've been talking about a lot this whole episode is the innate keyword flight. But he does have one more reactive superpower. It's called the Vibranium Shield. It's going to look kind of familiar. Costs two. When this character is targeted by a physical or energy attack, he may use this superpower. Add two dice to this character's defense roll against the attack. Nowhere near the capability of Steve, who already has better defenses. Sometimes he's counting blanks on his defenses. But oh, he's a super a, soldier, man. He's got the serum. Yeah. This Sam is, just, is a mortal man. And I think <laughs> that's exactly it. I, I think that that's this is a good way to kind of represent that. I think it's cool. Yeah, and we know the defense dice of this game are bad. Um, they're much worse than the attack dice. Unless you're me this last weekend. <laughs> but this does feel pretty good if you're topped off on power and it's just kind of one of those no brainer things. Like if you're topped off on power and say you're in cover, you're like, 
okay, I'm going to use this and like guarantee I get some cover, like, you know, dodge the skull curse of cover yeah, man. and maybe get some extra blocks out of this and just keep Sam alive because he's extremely fragile. I mean, that is his biggest weakness. And this doesn't really fix the fragility. This is just a chance. The fragility is less bad. So you're going to use it. And in my experience, you use charge the most. You probably use right shield the second most and airlift the third most. And guess what, Chris? All these cost two and he only has a gainer. So you really do have to manage your power efficiently with him. And once again, this is why Red Wing is probably being used less than even other spenders in the game because this is like a closer. You know, this is like, oh, you're playing, you're paying for for Red Wing Assault because maybe you just flipped, you got tons of power or you just want the throw on the character, right? And that's Sam's only throw. I think we said it earlier, but you're going to use Red Wing Assault maybe once a game. Yep. Yeah. Maybe yeah. twice a game if it's a wild game. That would be a wild game. That'd be cool, though. <laughs> yeah, dude. Look, I've done some, I've, I've played those attacks you don't want to play all the time that's just true. for fun. It's that's fun true. to do. Do it on casual nights, man. That's what this game's about. <laughs> man, I'm determined to find a Red Wing mini and put it on my Sam. Heck yes. Side note, side note. My Sam's already that. painted. But I I fully 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 endorse this because this is comic Sam right like this he has real Red Wing I think but that's his kit it ends with flight once again he's a long mover with flight so as long as they're not like he's going to be ignoring all buildings um, unless you have that random size six AMG talks about in the rulebook which never hardly ever comes up <laughs> um, no thank you they said something like a pyramid or an obelisk or something which makes perfect sense but all right my next board is the eiffel tower there you go sorry sam fly around it but yeah chris this character is super cool he is deceptively awesome like the shield throw is amazing like no cover only four dice but no cover and no line of sight and the gainer and the size to push if you deal damage and then that lucky lucky chance of getting the ricochet and hitting someone else it's awesome and gross his mobility is out of control and obviously we talked about the power of the leadership so we do need to move on and talk about sam's tactic card bird of prey and oh yes Red Wing is referenced here. At least that's what I'm hoping. It's 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 a double reference of Red Wing and Sam, of course. A double whammy. Bird of Prey, unaffiliated reactive. When Sam Wilson targets an enemy character that has the flight superpower with an attack, Sam Wilson may spend two power to play this card. Sam Wilson adds three dice to the attack roll against this character and may roll and may re-roll any number of attack dice during this attack. If the attack deals damage, the enemy character loses the flight superpower until the end of this round very very cool very niche because very niche you're only playing this card when you sit down across from an opponent that has characters with flight in the roster and you're bringing this as a hedge against those characters very strong against these characters this could help you bring down a voodoo right which is a very big deal but it's like it's tough yeah two power to get three dice reroll all that's that's nuts that is that is very strong and take away its flight is just a neat little factor added onto that but these cards are tough um this is absolutely a kitchen table card every time tournament card you're gonna have a hard time finding the space for this chris because that simple scenario of did i roll the craps dice right oh my opponent didn't bring that flight character i thought they're gonna bring now i have a dead card in my hand that hurts yep it absolutely does hurt. And with that being said, I really, sometimes you just know yeah. that they're going to bring a flight character. You're playing Sentinels. Okay. I'm telling you, man, you know, like I, I know that you shouldn't, if you go to a tournament and have any hope of wanting to win, 
you sh- probably should not have this card in your 10, but I, re- I probably not. But look, if you did, I would it's not cool call tech. you, I would not call you crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because there, like, there are just some games where you look at their 10 and you know, this is going to be an awesome card. And otherwise you just leave it, leave it home. But that's the, uh, that's kind of the argument, right? Is mm. there are probably cards you could bring that will make more of an effect uh, and you bring maybe even more often or just as often as this one. So it's tough, but this does give Sam Wilson a little bit of an edge. And it's a really cool way to kind of show his aerial combat prowess. You know, yeah. he trains yeah, a lot. That. He's in the air a lot. And That's fun. Like, like lore wise, I think this is really cool. And it, it, it can have kind of this Hail Mary, like <laughs> big effect on the board, right? Let's yeah yeah I can let's let's not act like it's just straight bad. And I love that he's fighting Green Goblin in this art of this card. The art's cool, like, yes. It's because it's like okay, that's exactly the it'd be a perfect example of a time to use it. Like you cripple Green Goblin, either dramatically hurt him or you daze him. And if you dramatically hurt him, you take away his flight for the round. Very cool, very cool stuff. All right, Chris. Well, it's time to move on to what are our favorite parts of the show. We're going to talk about affiliations. Where do you play Sam Wilson? What are some interesting places you could maybe try him? Um, from my splash affiliation corner. And we're going to start off with his affiliated teams first. He's only affiliated with one team in the game. That is the Avengers. Makes perfect sense. He's an Avenger leader. We already talked about how powerful his leadership is, especially in like a wide context or even just a context of value. Like you're you're not even going wide. You're just going medium to tall with his build. And you're like, okay, I'm uh, because of Sam triggers, I healed Hulk four times this game right? Like that is some strong value with his leadership and it's very good. But let's talk about him and Steve real quick, which is wow. Dude, very, so very sick. strong. You're getting what you're getting <laughs> round uh, one charge. Exactly. Well, or shoot, man, maybe it's around one airlift. I, yeah, I know it's, yeah. it's, it's get, get size Iron two up. or less that does, that does kind of change things. You got to find a real powerhouse of a, of a size two, but I'm think, look, uh, black He's swan, Black Swan is a thing, dude. I know. She's a problem. Power Swan move with a free free range two place before she's activated. Turn one could be pretty cool. I love it. No, he's amazing in both Avenger teams. You know, the Hulkbuster team. He's probably okay in that team too because taking less damage from collisions is good for Sam because he has poor defenses and low health. So, I mean, that also, he's a good team for there. Um, I think he's an Avenger staple. I think you just play him in Avengers all the time because you have the flex of his leadership, but you also have the ability to play him in the other Avenger leaderships. And I think that's very strong. But let's move on to the fun part, Chris. Let's talk about some of my favorite splash affiliations for Sam. Thematically, I've got a couple here, uh, namely at the top, that seem to make a lot of sense to me thematically that I think work also for his kit and that number for the first roster is shield oh, Shield doesn't yeah, have a man. lot of movement they're they're slow they can't chase he plays a pretty good role in that in that yes. uh in that affiliation there there's honestly he is one of the better objective runners that's true in the game uh, the only thing he's lacking is stealth but yeah long move and flight is pretty tough it's got to be yeah you just got to be sneaky right you just don't want to get focus fire or anything but He's helpful in Shield, and I think the theme is right because obviously he's worked with Shield a lot over the years. And I, I just think it's cool to have a piece that can get around the table easily when Shield can't do that. And the theme really works. And I think 
try him out. Keeping within that sort of teams he's worked with theme or he's been adjacent to, A-Force, Chris, is pretty cool yeah. because you know we've, we've, we've touted and talked about A-Force in this podcast a lot. And it's something that Chris is starting very soon, his journey through A-Force. And a big part of A-Force, it's just ramp. It's just power ramp throughout the game. Exactly. And you always have that perfect knowledge of, oh, someone else on my team was hurt. Who do I want to give power? And it's like, well, Sam hasn't gone yet. He has one power. I want to give him another power so he can charge on his turn. Like, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's perfect information of where the ramp's going, what you're doing with it. And he's got some cool synergy with the team too and some of the things they want to play. But I just, I find it very cool that like also he's a good A4 splash because he's also a good secondary leader that you can actually flex to if you get put on a really low threat or something and she doesn't cut yeah. it. I mean, the A-Force roster is chock full of Avengers. 100%. 100%. So, I mean... I think that's a really interesting take. Something that that you and I are going to have to explore in the future whenever my A-Force uh, models okay. are in and painted and things. But... Love uh, that. Oh, yeah. So, that's that's <laughs> a... Put a pin in that one, dear listener. Okay. Very good. Very good. Now, moving on to sort of his, him playing his role, him being the good piece he is. Chris, he's a really good piece in Web Warriors and Wakanda. I was going to say, I, I really, teams. I know this is where you shine, Jesse, but I was going to say Web Warriors, kind of an obvious, obvious looking fit. If they're, if they're glaring to me, that mm. means they're glaring to everyone. Cause this is not where I shine, but yeah, I, another long moving you yeah. know, stick and move, can't can't catch up to them, don't know what to do with them type <laughs> character for web warriors. Flighty, yeah. He's running away. He's throwing a shield as he's running away from you, knocking you further back, which is creating more distance between you and him. I love it. Web warriors also love scoundrels, and he is an awesome piece on scoundrels because he can get to whatever point he wants to get to and push other people off points and get the benefit of cover on top of a Miles defensive reroll. I absolutely love it. And I think he'd also work really well in Amazing Peter's leadership because he seems the gainer by its nature is guaranteed power. So you always know you can pay for that Amazing Spider-Man slower place. Mm. Right. Like you just know, as long as I throw my shield, I can do X amount of things. So I find that very cool and very strong. And Wakanda is very similar. It's like, it's cool because he's obviously worked with T'Challa and we talked about that today. So I think the theme is right. But also it's like Wakanda is all about just controlling you on all the points and then just like winning the game through scoring, but then they can switch to attrition when they need to. And I think Sam really fits right in that last little bit now closing out there's two interesting teams i think he fits really well let's talk about the first one which is spider foes so spider foes sam is really interesting because they do not have a long moving displacement character so he helps them with that potentially until they get a character like that one day i hope they do and man like sam's shield throw does get really good with the oscorp weaponry leadership too because it's like you have perfect information of what's happening Uh, re-roll that defense dice and then now you like potentially like yes. actually get through the damage you want to get through to push them that you weren't going to get before, right? That's cool. That is cool. I mentioned uh, Bird of Prey giving Sam an edge, but yeah, mm. I, Spider Foes also maybe brings out the malice a little bit in, in the <laughs> yeah. Deer Captain, you know, being able Some to damage. force, yeah, being able to get a little bit of extra damage in on those shield throws, uh, that's good. That's really good. Yeah. Because with everything else he's providing you, if he's giving you one or two more mm. damage per turn than he usually does, now yes. we're looking at now we're looking at almost an, a, a secondary attrition piece 
in mm. movement, ba- you know, with just gives you more movement across the board. Your whole team has better movement just because Sam Wilson is on the board. So I'm all about it. Interesting, uh, interesting line of thinking there. I like that. Well, and the spider foes leadership is so good, Chris, because you have mm-hmm. perfect game knowledge. It's the last step of the modified dice phase so it's like you can see at the moment it's like okay i'm sam i have two damage coming to you and you have two blocks on your character well spider foes re-roll one of those because if you roll into a blank or a skull or whatever or a hit now i'm getting one damage sir and i'm guaranteeing pushing you right so it's like so awesome it's more damage it's more pushes than sam normally gets and i absolutely love that and i think it's a good fit now closing out i have the most interesting and probably powerful pick for last. Oh, I'm excited for this. It's in humans, Chris. I so- knew it. <laughs> I was going to bring this one up if you didn't. Oh my gosh. I have to start talking during the segment with more authority. That's right. Oh my gosh. I had this thought as well. Cause once again, he does everything you want, brings all of that. Turn plus one. turn one shenanigans with the, with the inhumans leadership. Yes. He's a crazy piece. Now also, this is one of those instances where I was kind of saying you'll favor charge in most scenarios. If you have a turn yeah. one discount or thing, maybe not in humans, maybe in humans, you dream. favor the airlift for black bolt doing the, doing the not obvious thing. The Chris dream. Yes. <laughs> get black bolt up that table quicker and get him attacking round one quicker. Yeah. Uh, it's very it's very strong, uh, but also like just enabling his charge round one is crazy because you can you can like move long and then charge long and then maybe push someone off a point and swing like late in the late in round one and your opponent is just in shock they didn't score the point they were thought they were just gonna score right so Sam is a great piece and the inhuman leadership Chris is just nuts for him because Lockjaw is always sitting on a ton of power and he's ready to pass it to Sam yeah exactly. It's really cool. And I mean, wherever Lockjaw is, Sam can still get to almost wherever he wants. But that's true. Let's not let's not discount the idea of Sam activating early and just disrupting, you know, getting up there. It's a range four attack. He can charge up and displace somebody in the deployment zone, knocking them back, disrupting your opponent's turn one plans and plays as well. Not just the the you know, last activation point denial thing no absolutely and you could even also do crazy things chris i I mean i don't know what your plan is within humans i don't know how wide you go and stuff but like eight activation do it yeah you with that eight activation list with the chest clock do it you could pass all this power to sam and potentially around one charge and airlift right it's it's a very high order but like it's not impossible with some of the things you can do in humans. so i'm just saying like the door is very interesting within humans because he fits right in and once again it's that perfect information. Oh, I'm going to pass a power to top of a round. Who's it going to be? Sam would even be passing power a lot, right? Because he's got gainers, right? He can, yes. he can turn on things for your for Medusa. He can turn on Royal Decree and stuff. So Guaranteed uh, power, yep. So just keep that in mind. Very cool place and very fitting after we just finished our Inhuman series. <laughs> so I will, I will take that as a win. But yeah, Chris, that's it for Sam's strategy. Uh, we hope you guys like learn something from this and kind of can apply Sam leadership, obviously in your games, but also just playing Sam in other places because he's just really fun and he's got more impact on the table than you would even think reading his card. Fury's Finest is supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a Fury's Finest patron by going to patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. 
Find us online. Find the show on Twitter at Fury's Finest Cast and Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch at Fury's Finest. Leave us reviews on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us out. Uh, Apple Podcast people, we see you. Spotify people, we see you. If any of you double dipped, you're our extra special favorite people because I know some of you, <laughs> I, I do know some of you like to use podcasts on one thing and, and music on another thing and vice versa. And it's like, if you went out of your way on either one of those or both those, it really means a lot to us to give us a five-star review and we really appreciate it. We got a lot of reviews on both, Chris. So you guys are out there and it means a lot to us. So keep it up. Thanks to Approaching Nirvana for the show's music. And like Jesse said, we are constantly humbled and constantly thankful for any little bit of effort you guys put in mm. on our behalf. And I'm sorry that we have to continue to ask, ask you guys to do it, but we do. <laughs> so, you know, just yeah. do it. And then I'll quit having to ask. It was that simple. Yeah. And a lot of you have asked, like, how can I support the show if I, if I can't financially support the Patreon and join the Discord? And this is the number way you can do it. Subscribe to our show. Leave us a review. Listen. That's that's the baseline, most important stuff. And Seriously. If and, if you, and then if you want to go the extra, extra mile and join the Patreon disc, Discord and things like that, you could do so on Patreon and, you know, for like a, a dollar a month so um, or other tiers. So it's completely up to you. And we really appreciate it. Of course, Chris, you can find you and I different places online. You can find me, Jesse, on Twitter, Instagram, and Longshanks at Jesse Aiken. That, of course, is J-S-S-C-E. No I, no Y, no Z, no none of that. And my last name is also spelled differently. It's E-A-K-I-N. So that's just Jesse at Jesse Aiken. Chris, where can everyone find you? Find me on Twitter at Chris Bruffett, B-R-U-F-F-E-T-T. And there you can find one of the best, most hilarious threads about the X-Men that you will ever see uh if you are a minor don't don't read it not like there's any nudity or anything it's just got some strong language in there it's twitter mm. but um dude it's so funny x-men is so funny in general like this dude this the melodrama as soon as but if you read it i don't want to spoil this for everybody I won't. but but like I, I'm, I'm saying don't spoil it yeah, I'll, yeah I'll, it's so funny and it's you you read it and you're like oh my gosh it's so true it's 100 percent accurate it's perfect it's a perfect joke it's a perfect twitter thread it's like that meme that i have saved on my phone absolutely perfect it's like the 10 x-men plot lines you know yeah and dude yeah. yeah 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 scott summers being upset is like within five of those plot lines like it's this part of the scott summers having a bad day yeah yeah scott Summers having a bad day being upset yeah 100 true quality stuff uh we're talking avengers and we brought it back to x-men as always it, take a it, drink well, welcome to fury's finest or storm's finest as charles would say Take a drink. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we will talk to you very soon. Thanks for listening. True believers. Excelsior. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything will surprise me. Ten bucks says you're wrong. 